0: Hey friends, I'm Jordan. And I'm Shelby. And you're You're listening to to the Cultivate Cultivate Women's Podcast. We are pastors' wives at Passion Creek Church, and we exist to encourage and empower women to cultivate a life that is rooted in Christ.
1: We invite you to join us as we walk through what that looks like in the context of friendship, leadership, relationships, and hardships.
0: Welcome back to the Cultivate Women's Podcast. So we are continuing in our series studying through the book of Ephesians. And so today our episode is going to be um, walking through chapter four. Um, we've had so much fun so far walking through the the beginning part of this book. Um, and now um, we're halfway through, right? There's yeah. three, there's six chapters. So this is uh, the halfway point and we are so excited to dive in. So we'll start with reading. Um, This first little section, it's kind of chapter four is broken up into two parts. So I'll read this first section and we'll kind of talk through that. And then Shelby will read the next section and um, we'll talk through that part as well. So verse one of chapter four, it says, Therefore I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity in the spirit through the bond of peace, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Now, grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, for it Mm -hmm. says, and this is referencing Psalm 68, Mm -hmm. it says, when he ascended on high, he took the captives captive. He gave gifts to people. But when, but what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth? The one who is descended is also the one who is ascended far above all the heavens to fill all things. And he himself gave some to the apostles, some to the prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, some equipping the saints in the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity and faith and in knowledge of God's Son growing into maturity and stature measured by Christ's fullness, then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every, word, every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. But speaking tr- the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. From him the whole body, fitted and knit together, by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the power or by the proper working of each individual part. My goodness, Woo-hoo. that long.
1: <laughs> yes, it's definitely wordy. It's There's wordy like, for sure. I think from, a, it says here in my study Bible from 11 to 16, like in the original Greek, it's one sentence.
0: It's like, it sounded like I was like, yeah, it's run on sentence yeah um but it was all packed with like such like goodness you know like Mm -hmm. it's such truth about like who we are and and the call to unity that we have yeah um and I really love that about this first part
1: yeah I think going back to what we first mentioned when we first started this little study is that the book of Ephesians kind of is broken up into two halves and so that first half uh, chapters one through three is kind of just the gospel story and then the second half is kind of how the gospel story can apply to our stories our Mm -hmm. individual lives and the way I read it in my study bible is it says verses one through three is kind of the church's belief statement not verses sorry chapters one through three is the church's belief statement and chapters four through six is the church's mission statement and I really like that because I feel like that Um, just helps you wrap your head around like what Paul is trying to get across now moving into the second half of the book of Ephesians. And so he talks a lot about one, about the word one is used a lot Mm -hmm. um, right here in verses four and five and six. It's like we have one one body, one spirit, one one hope, Mm -hmm. one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. And I feel like that all... Kind of plays into this theme of unity that Paul is talking about in this first section of Ephesians 4 of like unity, we're one body, we're one church, we have one Christ, we have um, one hope, like we believe in one faith, Mm -hmm. in one God. Um, It's just kind of the key word, I feel like, to this chapter
0: yeah and I feel like it's really interesting too, and it's something to remember that we're each individual people mm-hmm. we each have our individual, like it says that we were gifted um some he gifted um apostles, prophets, evangelists, yeah. pastors, teachers um he has gifted us and equipped us in different ways, yeah, but that doesn't negate the fact that we are one yes. like as followers of Jesus, we are all just different parts of one body, yeah um so if you look at it as like a person like one person's the pointer finger and Mm -hmm. one person's the neck and one person's the shoulder you know like we but but all of these parts have like we each we need all of them like we need all of our our parts in order for our body to function properly each part needs to function
1: properly on its own so that we can function as a body together they each
0: have their own abilities and their own like mission like what they Mm -hmm. are supposed to accomplish and and how they accomplish it um But yet we all, you know, it's that unity. Like we can't, that's why it's so important. We can't separate ourselves from church. Right. Like we, we can't walk the Christian life and think that we can do it by ourselves, isolated in our homes. Yeah. Like we, I think that's an off, like there's a narrative that's believed a lot right now is that I can be a Christian, but I don't need the church. Right. I don't need fellow believers. I don't need a pastor telling me what to do. Like I can read my Bible and I can hear from the Lord and I'll be totally fine. Mm -hmm. But we get caught in that in one we felt we get we get into a cycle of isolation um, but also we could start interpreting scripture wrong or there's just so many different things that can happen um, when left up to our own devices
1: yeah and I think also we forget that like being a Christian literally you have to have other people like what does Jesus say the greatest commandment is that you have like you are to love God and you are to love others like that is if you can only love God, like you're missing the whole point of like this faith, it's not only to love God, it's to love others. What we talked about, I think either, I think it was like two podcasts ago, not only being reconciled to God, but being reconciled to others. Mm -hmm. Like that is like, I wouldn't say it makes up half of it, but it's like, it's just as important. Like you can't, you can't, you can't be a believer without like being a believer alongside others like being a part of a church of a family um you're a part of this body and you can't just exist on your own or else you're not a part of the body anymore right um and yeah I think that Paul he makes this point that like unity is important but uniformity is not that is not what he's talking about we are all different and unique and we have different gifts and we have um different like specific callings mm-hmm. in our life, but ultimately those all play a part in the body. Yes. Like they all help the body get to the ultimate goal.
0: Right. Um And then I kind of, I feel like I'm jumping all over in. It's in okay. There's a lot verse. going on. <laughs> um, but going back up to verse two, and it says uh, with all humility and gentleness with patience, bearing one another, bearing with one another in love. Um I think that that like he's referencing to because we have that unity, like we are called to um, bear one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that like we talked about in our grief episode about how like we so often like to keep it to ourselves. Like we don't want to open up about things we're struggling with for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But one, because we, Tend to feel isolated and therefore keeping it to ourselves makes us even more isolated. Um, But the enemy loves to do that, loves to make us feel like we're the only ones who struggle with that. Um, But as a church, we are called to walk alongside. Um, those that are struggling, those that are suffering, those that are joyful. Like we are yeah. we are called to mourn with those who are mourning mm-hmm. and to celebrate and be joyful with those who celebrate and are joyful. Uh-huh. Um and that's part of like that community that if you you're missing out on if you're not unified in the church. Right. Is a huge
1: part of that is of bearing with you bearing know one, with another. one another. And I think too part of that is like you said we don't want to share and we don't want to open up but we have to allow others to bear with us like by opening up and being vulnerable and sharing what we're going through that gives them the opportunity to love us and serve us and um, ultimately grow in their relationship with God in a deeper way and when we don't like when we're so afraid of like sharing what we need to share you know what I mean we Mm -hmm. kind of like We don't give them that opportunity that that we also god also wants us to take with them if that makes sense right um and then another thing i wrote down in my notes is in verse three um it says making every effort to keep the unity like i i read that as like it's our responsibility as as christians as believers that we should make an effort to be in unity with each other right when things are when we're in conflict and when things are not Um, like peaceful it's not we are not called to just say oh whatever yeah and like ignore it or just say oh well I just won't talk to them anymore because I don't want to be in conflict like we are to make every effort to keep that unity yeah um, and to and to be a body and to like function as a body you know what I mean like that is our responsibility as Christians to each other and to the church and to Christ and to all of these things so I think that's important too
0: yeah. Um, and I think in uh, verse 14, he talks about how we are no longer little children tossed mm-hmm. by the winds uh, by the waves and every wind of every teaching and every doctrine um, like we in order to be like that, in order to to know that we won't be swayed by um society's world, yeah. opinion and all the things that are thrown at us in the media and everything else, we have to be rooted in scripture too. Mm-hmm. So yes, like we need to be unified in our church and in community, but we also need to be unified with our hearts to Christ. Like yeah. We need to be unified in his word. Right, We need to hide his word in our hearts so that we know um, that we're able to stand firm on this truth and that we're not going to question the, um, and it's not about doubting because like we said, doubting's is okay, yeah. but not like really like falling into and believing these false narratives that the world preaches. Um, If we don't know our, our Bible, if we right. don't know Christ and God on this level within his word and what he says, um, then we are, we're like little children so easily that's like tossing, you know? Yeah.
1: I think also going again, we're just going all over the place, yeah. but it's totally okay. Um, Backing up to like where in verse 11, it says he gave or he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, Mm -hmm. some to be evangelists, all these different um, kind of like giftings that we all have. But it says after that, pastors and teachers, he gave some to be all of these things, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ. I think like that also just reinforces like we are here for each other. So Mm -hmm. it's like we have been gifted these talents and these passions and these um just like unique things that we're really good at right not only to bring glory to god but through that we are also supposed to be equipping our fellow believers right so that we can know the word so that we can understand our faith so that we can experience the fullness of christ we're given these things so that we can help each other and so i think it's so powerful. When we we remember that, like, we're given these talents and these gifts and these passions to build each other up, to build up the church, that is the purpose of it. It brings glory to God through that, but also, like, to help the work of the ministry of the church, which is, yeah. like, to help people understand their faith. And, and um, in 13, in verse 13, it says, like, um, to be mature. And to have yeah. this fullness of Christ and to have a full knowledge of who Christ is. Like through all of these gifts that were given, um, we are to use that to help other believers who who need to learn more and who mm-hmm. need to understand more and who need to mature in their faith. And it's all like for the purpose of helping the church, helping, yeah. you know, like the body continue to function the correct way and continue right. to um, do their specific jobs you know what I mean yeah Does that make sense <laughs> for
0: sure totally um and I wanted to touch on something that you had like said you'd read the verse in mm-hmm. is in verse 12 um it says equipping the saints um and I felt like when we a lot of times at least I know I did especially like back in the beginning of my faith um when I read that word I didn't think that applied to me yes for I'd sure I saw I'd read saints and be like oh okay he's talking about the pastors of churches or yeah. the top leaders in ministry yeah. or missionaries or, you know, like someone who, like, you've got to qualify to mm-hmm. be a saint um, in some way. I didn't know what the qualification for that right. was, but <laughs> like I just some didn't think I did it. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't qualify. I was not qualified. Um, <laughs> and so, but Paul uses that word a lot, a lot through yeah. his letters. Uh, he uses it a lot in Philippians. Um, it's shocking to me how I just
1: brushed over that and I just assumed that. It People didn't <laughs> mean but also like for me like also i didn't know that that meant me right for a long time either and like reading through scripture i would just brush over that and be like that's ah, not me i don't know who that is but whatever i right. just gonna keep reading
0: but keep yes. going yes <laughs> uh, so I, I so i flipped in my bible to philippians because i had wrote down because he uses it um twice just here in this last little part of philippians um and so i was like I know that this, I know now that this means believers, like fellow believers in Christ, but I want to know, like, what is the definition? Like, how is, how would you break that down? Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is what I have written down in my Bible. It says saints are defined as living people who have dedicated or committed their lives to knowing Jesus and making him known. That is the definition of a saint. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you believe in Jesus from the day you say, Jesus, I believe in you, I'm going to follow you and then get baptized like yeah. all that. You are a saint. Yeah. Like you are like, so when Paul is talking about the saints being equipped yeah, and the saints for all the of, of these the things, like he has called all of us to the work of ministry. Yeah, It's not just pastors and apostles and teachers and right. preachers. Um, we are all called and equipped for ministry and right. that's just sharing the gospel and making jesus known right um like so breaking down that word i feel like is really helpful it because is really a helpful. lot of people just kind of brush past it and be like oh well this is not talking about me like i'm yeah. not a pastor i'm not a leader i'm not an right. apostle." Um, but, yeah, so that was helpful for me. No, honestly. thank you for
1: for bringing that up because I feel like it was like a life unlock hack when I understood what right. saints meant. Like, I read my Bible, so much more suddenly applied, applied literally everything the Bible applies to you. Right. But it was like, un, like, it just unlocked this new understanding of the way, like, Paul talks throughout a lot of his letters like he does use that word a lot and I feel like it's very helpful to understand that like we are all saints once we believe in Jesus and we accept him like we are all saints
0: yes I also like in verse 15 it says but speaking the truth in love let us grow in every way into him who is the head Christ Mm -hmm. um and I think that a lot of that like we have this like mentality of like oh we can't judge people or like only God can judge me is a phrase like I hear a lot of the time um but as fellow believers we are called to hold each other accountable and yeah. to um like speak truth and life into someone's life yeah um if they're maybe not making the best choices um but it is done in love like so speaking yes. truth in love yep. so that we may you know, grow in every way to be more like Christ. So mm-hmm. if if we if we know that a fellow sister in Christ is struggling with something specific or whatever it may be, um, it's we, having this mentality of like I can't say anything is actually hindering her yeah, her growth. Her growth, like, and we need to to step out and speak truth in the most loving way possible in a way that christ would do it right um because he didn't just allow people to sit in their sin you know like he called them out but he called them out in such a loving way right um and and called them to a higher to a higher standard to a higher way of living yeah um and we are as saints as believers are called to do that as well yeah and i think going back to verse two where it says um
1: Yeah, living worthy of the calling you have received with humility, with gentleness, with patience. I feel like those are all traits that we have to cultivate Mm -hmm. within ourselves to be able to call people out. Like, to be able to speak truth into people's life with love. Like, right. we can't just jump ahead to speaking truth just suddenly like, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to just do this. Like, right. it's it's a work in progress. Yes. Like, yes, we're called to do this. We're called to speak truth. Not only calling people out, but also just speaking truth into people's lives. Like, right. reminding them of who they are and the truth mm-hmm. of the gospel. Reminding them of all those things as we're cultivating these traits of humility and gentleness and patience and being able to bear with one another in love, like these are all things that go along with speaking truth into others' um, lives with love. I think that's important to remember.
0: Yeah, and the whole point, the whole purpose behind all of this is so that we can grow in every way in Christ likeness. Like that's the goal.
1: Right. And we're growing again, going back to, where is it in 13? We're growing in our unity and faith and our full knowledge of Christ. We're becoming more mature Mm -hmm. in our relationship with Christ and we're experiencing the fullness of Christ. Right. Um, these are all marks of ways that we're kind of, we can tell if we're, um, equipping like other people and we're growing our relationship with God and all of those things, which I think is super good. Yeah. Yeah cool um so yeah i'm going to read this next little section so that starts in ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 it says therefore i say this and testify in the lord you should no longer live as gentiles live in the futility of their thoughts they are darkened in their understanding excluded from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts they became callous and and gave themselves over to promiscuity
0: Promiscuity. Promiscuity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: from the practice of every kind of impurity with the desire for more and more. But that is not how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth is in Jesus to take off your former way of life the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of the truth. Therefore, putting away lying, speaking the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You are sealed by Him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from... Be removed from you along with all malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ.
0: So much truth and so much, um, so many commands, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, I have a specific color that I underline commands. And um, I feel like starting at the like second part of or even just the beginning of four, um for through the rest of the book of Ephesians he is like commanding like Mm -hmm. the believers like this is what you are to do yeah you know like um and it's all so like so good um but I just noticed that by looking because I can see all like the pink underlines right and I think all through the first
1: section i fe- feel like of ephesians there's not a lot of commands it's just him explaining right. exactly like chapters gospel. one
0: through three right yeah it's very much like hey this is what it is this like, is this what is we what believe salvation is. yeah um and then bam this is what you need to do right because i think
1: it's important to remember that like while what we do does not save us it's like a mark of how we know, like how to tell that we are living differently. And so we are called, like you said, to that higher standard. We're called to live life differently than the world sees it. And it's not because we're trying to earn anything, but it's purely because we are like different. We're set apart and we're followers of Jesus. And that calls for us to live differently. There's a reason, right? right? There's a reason why we're putting our hope in Jesus, not just to be just like everybody else, Mm -hmm. but it's because it gives us a, a new life. Just yeah. like Paul says, he says, take off your old self and put on your new self, your new creation. Yeah. Living as someone who is created to be like God, not living like someone who is being persuaded by the world. Right. And I think that's important.
0: Yeah, like he and he's saying, like, we all used to be he says mm-hmm. Gentiles, we all used to be um people who did everything that the world told us to do right. we kind of just followed the ways of society yeah and he's saying when you become a, a believer when you become a follower of jesus we are called to to put that off like to put off that former way of life right um the old self that is corrupt and de- deceitful um and and that's i think it's a good thing because we are talking about disorder a, desires yeah well i feel like i, I might step on some toes here <laughs> um because I think I think we want to think that everyone is good. Oh yeah. I we we want to think that we weren't born evil creatures. Like that we that people are good. Right. And I'm like it's a, it's a nice, happy, fluffy idea. Yes. Uh, like at our core, reality, we're good. That's what right. people like people to believe. People want to believe and ab- absolutely do believe that at our core, humans are good. Yeah and if that were the truth then what's the point Exactly. why did jesus have to die on the cross if right. we're all good people right or if, if not, you
1: if you believe that you are everyone is good in nature then then you like there is no, that negates the
0: point of the gospel right and i think that that's and i think i feel like that tr- that false truth that that people believe, that society, that the world believes, is why we have the hardest time understanding the devastation and the things that happen in the world. Yeah. Why are there mass shootings? Right. Why is there child sex trafficking? Why is there all of this stuff that just breaks your heart and is just terrible? Because at our core, we are sinful, wretched human beings. Yeah. that's just just the reality of it and that's what he's saying like that was our former self like Mm -hmm. our former self our old self is is awful and terrible and is inclined to do awful and terrible things Mm -hmm. like we don't just naturally gravitate to the way of jesus right that's not just like the innate being in us to just do the things of jesus right that's something that we have to work at right um and that's what this is saying and i feel like i, I probably made a lot of people mad just now because but it's so but i, I but i read that and i just i'm I'm like, no, like, I know, I, I I know, I understand the thought behind it. I understand why you want to believe that because we don't want to believe that people are capable of these terrible things. And I think you want to believe that you're in control because I think a lot of
1: times, like, I don't know, people aren't on Twitter as much anymore, but I go on Twitter a lot and there's like so many people that say like, we have to do better. We have to be better. We're better than this. And you're putting your hope in yourself because you think that you can control we like we want to be able to have the power to control if things turn out good or if things turn out bad yeah and so we assume that we can be better and we can fix things and if we're just better then things will get better and that everybody will be happy and that everybody will be good if we're just better yeah and that is not the gospel and i think like the foundation of like the truth of who jesus is and why we need this hope is that we are not better we cannot get better like we are at the core, we are just bad. Like yeah, that is the truth of it. it. Is. But Jesus, I'm like reading your shirt because Jordan's wearing a Jesus <laughs> better shirt. Jesus is better. Not only is he like a better way of life, but he is better for us. Yes. He is that like when we say like oh we need to just be better and then things will get better. We can't. But Jesus was better. Yes. And he made things better because right. of him. Like you know what I mean? Yes. And. Like, if you can't wrap your head around that foundational truth that we are sinful creatures, Mm -hmm. then understanding the gospel is not possible. Right. Like, you cannot get to Jesus without that foundational truth that we, left to our own devices, will just self-destruct and everything will be bad. Yes. If we're left on our own, we will always choose the thing that's wrong for us, the thing that's not good, the thing that hurts other people, Mm -hmm. that hurts ourselves. Like, we will always, at some point, choose that.
0: Yes. I think we I think I I I got off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Based off of that verse in uh verse 22 and like 23 24. Yeah. Um but it's something I feel so passionate about mm-hmm. and I hope that that was helpful for you. Um because it really is like once you make that mindset shift um you're really able to understand like you're able to know that like okay we people need jesus like yes what's happening is awful and terrible and um but we can't fix it like we like i don't know i'm not gonna reiterate everything (laughs) but it just
1: yeah yeah and i think also looking at he says deceitful desires and we talk a lot about disordered desires in our church and i think that's really helpful because i think you you recognize okay i'm bent towards sin okay like my natural inclination is to have these deceitful desires but when you think about them as like their desires and a lot of times we're looking to be satisfied in a certain way and um i think it's hard once you understand like our sinful nature and what we're bent towards and what we want to lean towards it's like we have all these desires in our heart and a lot of times they are deceitful desires. But when you look at the core of what you're desiring, you're looking for satisfaction in just the wrong places. Right. And so they can turn into these deceitful desires when at the core, these desires, they aren't necessarily bad, mm-hmm. but the way that we're trying to fulfill them um, yeah. is not the way that God's calling us to fulfill them. And when we understand that, like, our desires, every desire in our heart, everything that we long for can be fulfilled through Jesus, through, like... Our relationship with him Mm -hmm. um, not only are they fulfilled through him but they are satisfied beyond any other way that they could be satisfied through jesus then we can start to understand that like yes we are bad and we are bent towards sin but when we like put our hope in jesus like that those things are redeemed like we can desire him more than we can desire the things of this world and when we desire him more, like we're more satisfied, we're fully satisfied and we experience like hope and truth and life in a deeper way than we ever could without him. Right. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um so in verse twenty five, uh it talks about again kind of reiterating speak truth each to his neighbor. Like we are called yeah. to speak truth to each other. Um uh, both in like, I love how you said not, not just in like calling someone out if you see that they're walking a path that they shouldn't, but just in life in general, like speak, speak life and truth over someone's life. Yeah. Um, just reminding them of who they are in Christ, who, where their identity is found. Um, it's all, it's just super helpful. Uh, and then I also think, uh, verse 26, how it says, be angry and do not sin. Yeah. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Um, it's. It's kind of like, is that even impossible? <laughs> like, is yeah. it impossible to be angry and not sin. Um, a oh, righteous anger, but I mean, it is, and there's, and there's like parameters around that too, mm-hmm. but it's essentially of like, um, a lot of the time our anger stems from an injustice or something that's going wrong. And so the, the initial like feeling of anger over something isn't necessarily bad, but it's how we respond to the anger. Like, do we lash out at someone? Do we take it a step further than we should? Or like, whatever that is, um, I think is, is what he's pointing to. Yeah. Um, and then I, I probably shouldn't even bring it up because I don't even remember fully what it, what it is, but I know that a lot of people like when they're talking about, do not let the sun go down on your anger. A lot of times they like reference it to like, if you're fighting with your spouse, like don't go to sleep right. before you work it out. Right. And I don't think that, I, I think that Trey was actually telling me, I don't remember. Someone was saying that that's not necessarily what it's saying. Right. Like you have to have time to cool off and mm-hmm. like gather your thoughts and be able to like not say things that you would regret. You know, like yeah. you need time to be able to cool off. So it's not saying like the literal sun setting of the sun for the day like that's not what it's referring to but it's just like don't don't ever um don't not resolve something yeah
1: it through conflict especially like again going back to what paul's talking about unity like we are called to resolve conflict and we're called to um not just ignore it or run away from it and when we're angry i think a lot of times our inclination will be like i just can't deal with it then right or else i'm going to sin or else i'm going to do something or i'm going to say something that isn't right and it's like okay yeah give yourself some time right but then also you're called to resolve that and to bring peace Mm -hmm. to that situation right as a believer that is something that paul is saying that we need to do um and i think this section is interesting because he's contrasting a lot of like the old self with the new self he's saying like don't lie speak truth don't don't like, it's okay to be angry, but don't sin. Like, yeah. don't let your anger lead to sin. Instead, like, like um, resolve the conflict through peace and, like, harmony. It says, don't, like, the thief. He talks about the thief. So don't mm-hmm. steal, but be generous. Make something good that yeah. you can share with other people. Um, don't use foul language, but instead build people up and encourage them. Yeah. So he's contrasting between, like, what you, your old self would do versus what this new self is yeah. kind of like creating this new way of life for you. And I love also that each one of these is kind of, it's showing you how, instead of doing the old thing you're doing the new thing and the new thing is helping not only you but others yeah so you're speaking truth to others you're being generous to others you're resolving conflict with others you're instead of using foul language you're building people up like it right. all points to you're how you're being you kind of
0: compassionate to others yeah forgiving
1: others exactly it's all pointing to how you can cultivate these traits within you that that, like then it doesn't just stay within you it flows out to other people
0: which brings in the whole like unity in Mm -hmm. christ like we are all one body you can't do this christian life alone
1: yeah you can't and like if you just look at scripture for a little bit you'll see that you cannot like everything in scripture points towards doing it with other people yeah um and i think that yeah that's so important
0: yeah chapter four is a lot it's it's heavy it's got a Mm -hmm. lot of truth. It's just packed with so much um, and so many commands of things of like, it can be overwhelming of like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to do all of these things. Right. Um, But I think just really taking time to really process through even just verse by verse, like Mm -hmm. meditating over that, like asking the Lord to to help you to put off your old self and to put on the new self uh, and to practice the ways of Jesus and all of these things. uh, It's super important. I think that we can get overwhelmed with scripture and we can just be like, Uh, oh, I just can't do any of this. Like, there's no way, you know, like just take it one step at a time, Mm -hmm. one fruit of the spirit at a time, you know what I mean? Like just focus on one thing and, um, and go from there. But ultimately know, like we are unified in Christ and you can't do it by yourself. Like plug into the local church, find a community, a sisterhood of women Mm -hmm. who are going, are going to speak truth and life over your life, both when things are going great, but also when things are not. Yeah, for sure. So follow us on Instagram at cultivate.pcc. Let us know how the Lord is speaking to you through the book of Ephesians. And we would love to kind of chat with you um, further there.